Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey. As always, Puya, we had great games this weekend, but let's start with the Thursday night game, which we all thought was going to be a super shitty game with the shitty Raiders, your shitty Raiders, versus the very shitty ex-Super Bowl winning um, current title holders of the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, this game was important because they signed Baker Mayfield two days before the game, um, two days before game day, and they were he looked like he wasn't doing shit all day. Let's actually, you know what? Let's do something because the first quarter, Devontae Adams had a no look catch. Did you see that? I did. Did you see the picture with Jalen Ramsey's hands blocking his face, like blocking Devontae Adams' face? I missed the photo, but I'm sure. Oh, man. It's also, epic. Yeah. I'll put it up on, uh, I'll get whoever does our Instagram to put that up there for us. Social media um, guru. Our social media person who basically just has to listen to the episodes on the Thursdays that come out and then frantically look for things to post because we do not do anything. You think they're listening? They're they waiting for a text or an email from us. They're not listening. <laughs> that I, I guarantee that text and email is not coming. So I send it to them. I send it to them every time. Yeah. Okay. Then so at least one of us is doing our jobs. Um. So anyways, the picture is unbelievable. But then the game after that got very boring with four minutes left. No, the Rams were down... 14, 13 points, something like that. They're down two scores with a minute 45 left. Three, six, was it? Just something like that. 16 to three. Yeah. Yeah. They're down no timeouts, 145 left on the clock, down two scores on their own two yard line. Baker, babyface Mayfield. This is his new name now. Comes back. I love you. Know, there was a lot of flags that helped them get to that point. Sure. Whatever. There was a, the, one of the Raiders players, defensive players, knocked the ball. To cause a um, unsportsmanlike penalty after a play, very stupid penalty. Um, and was that got, Crosby? Wasn't that Crosby? I don't know who it was. No, it wasn't Crosby. He got a bad penalty too. There was he... a couple bad penalties on that. And with uh, Baker Mayfield coming in, he threw a bunch of balls to Ben Sporanic. Ben Sporadic. I have no idea who this guy is. I've not watched a lot of Rams games, but um, and Van Wilder. What's his name? Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. Uh, had a great pass to Van Jefferson to win the game. And Matthew Stafford was loving it every second of it. Baker Mayfield, probably his best game as a pro in terms of us remembering it. That was a statement game for him. Like a guy who has been counted out deservingly. Like you come in with every opportunity as a Heisman Trophy winner, first overall pick. He had every opportunity to start, get things going. He had good receivers. He had good defenses. He had a lot. He was just a little bit lackluster all the time when he played. He was never exciting. At least that game. And I think one of the commentators kind of said it best. He's just kind of, and I hate to use this kind of term because I know we you're not a fan of the guy. We're not a fan of him on the show, like the Brett Favre, the gunslinger. Don't Ugh. think too much, just Ugh. fucking fling it. Ugh. But There's so many other guys you could say than Brett Favre. As I love I would even stuff. take Aaron Rodgers over Brett Favre if you're gonna say gunslinger. Sure. But that's what I mean. Just, you know, 
Like not, I think almost not. Rich Gannon only... would be, you could say Rich Gannon if you want to say Gunslinger. Love those old Raiders. Of... That's a heartbreaking Raiders loss though. And that yeah, Super Bowl that I really that wanted Jerry one. Rice to get one against the Tampa Bay, but 2005, I think it was. But anyway, we, we've gone on so many tangents just there. Um, <laughs> the, the whole thing with Baker Mayfield there, I think in that game, I'm not saying this would be his entire NFL career. Not knowing too much of the playbook, not overthinking any of it, worked in his favor. Yeah. Kept it just, simple. Just play. Just play. Just go out there and play. Yeah, just go out there and play, and it worked. And again, that's a Raiders team who's notoriously this year given up so many leads. It's frustrating to watch. Even like it's heartbreaking, even as a non-Raiders fan, of just like, wow, what is going on with those guys? Like, it, especially because they're slipping been, away from them. Yeah, they've been and they've been good the last three or four weeks. But... They had a shot at a playoffs, which just went out the window with that loss. Yeah, it's over. Especially yeah, it was... with Chargers winning. Oh, it's but it's, it's... the. Other little side story that I don't know if you saw about the uh, St. Louis Rams. Did you see that the city of uh, St. Louis got some big payout from the Rams for oh, their really? illegal move, I guess it was, because the city had invested a whole bunch of stuff into the infrastructure of the stadium or whatever. Well, they probably built the stadium. They probably used the taxpayers of Yeah, something they had like stadium. a mall built into the stadium. They had all this stuff, which... Now it's all gone to waste, and they just picked up and moved the team on them. So now they got some sort of big payout that split four ways into four different groups or whatever. But yeah, makes sense. Anyway, you can't just you can't just make the you just can't make the whole city pay for the stadium and then just bail. Yeah. It's not good business. Well, it is great business for the Rams. They got a Super Bowl. It they got a brand new multi billion dollar stadium or whatever that uh, SoFi Stadium. But anyway, Baker Mayfield. Did that make you a little bit of a Baker Mayfield fan? No, not at all. Nothing. Yeah, if, just, if he yeah, plays like, if he just plays like that last two minutes, his entire like the rest of his career, just play like nothing to lose, just throw it, simple plays, just find the open guy, make a play. Maybe he still has a career left as a like he's right now. He's proving that he can play in the league. For everyone that says he'll never be in the NFL again, that team was pumped up for him in the dressing room at the end of the game. Like they, they were very much fans of Baker Mayfield on that sideline. Yeah. How can you not be like, that's probably your, that's your highlight of your season. The team, even if they win out, even if they're, um, oh, they're dead. It, yeah. Even if their division loses out the rest of the season, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. It's yeah. over. They're so, another team that's dead in that division. I mean, this is just a segue point. Um, Cause I'm done talking about that Thursday night game. We can talk about it forever with Baker Mayfield, but uh, the Arizona Cardinals, are the Arizona Cardinals are not dead. good. The, so there's three men on the Arizona offensive starting line that weren't even on 90-man rosters to begin training camps. That means out of the every team had 90 men on the roster, out of those like 2,900 players, these guys were not able to make a team. And they have three of them starting on their line right now. And on top of that, Kyler Murray, torn ACL, the grass monster got him. Yeah, that's right. They play on grass. Yeah. So what is what is the deal then? Is it grass? Is it the turf? Or is it just injuries? Well, no. Like we've been saying all season, the entire NFL season, they have to find a way to make all the stadiums turf. That's that's the best way to do it, right? <laughs> they, they all got to be turf. I mean, injuries happen. Come on. Injuries happen. Yeah. The, also, the thing about uh, grass is, you know, there's a little soft spot. It gives out. Your knee kind of goes a little bit. It uh, creates a little divot. It, it can happen. Accidents can happen regardless, right? So here's what I, interesting theory I heard from. But it's just, it's softer on everything. 
Yeah, for sure. No, I guess there's I, less I, injuries on grass. That's all. Just, yeah, there's just less, much less injuries on grass. Yeah, but it can um, still happen. And obviously, everyone knew this one was on grass because in Arizona, and they they famously pull it out of the stadium, grow it, bring it back in. Um, now, I heard an interesting take from uh, AQ Shipley on the Pat McAfee show today. He said that it was my cleats, my cause. Well, timeout, timeout. I call it timeout. I'm calling it timeout. You're listening to other football podcasts than us. <laughs> I feel like you're cheating on me or something. Like, where do you think I get all the information to talk about this? I'm not watching the games. I'm just watching you're other Googling, podcasts. I thought you're googling it last minute, like I am. <laughs> Five minutes before that, we we record. This is a great use of a timeout. <laughs> we haven't used one in so long. I felt I had to force one in there. Some yeah, that just means I have to edit the the sound taken. Yeah, that sound is always so loud. It catches me off guard. It scares the shit out of me. I still haven't figured out the volume settings on this thing yet. Uh, neither have I. Um, anyways, on the Pat McAfee show, uh, it's like, so this week and I think next week are the My Cleats, My Cause, where like they can put a certain cause on their cleats. But these guys don't get those cleats until two days before the game. So a lot of them don't have them fully worked in or fully comfortable with them yet. So they only wear them for a quarter and they say, I got to get rid of these cleats. Like I just, I'm not moving the same. So he just brought up the point like that does affect some people and it does could, could lead to injuries, whether this is it or not, we'll never know. But that is a scenario that kind of like made my ears perk up at least. Do I have to call another timeout to say something? Can I just like make a point about that? I think you can just talk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Forget how it all works. Um, You'd think, though, they'd know the type of model. I get it. They're not going to be painted. The artist hasn't done their thing yet. But can they not just break the shoes in as, like, the blanks, wear them for training, and then send them off, you know, clean them, then get them clean to send them off to the artist to, like, paint them? Well, I think a lot of guys wear the regular ones that they wear, like, all season. They wear them for, like, three weeks, and then they get new ones. I understand, but I mean. But you're not wrong. That would be a part that would be solved. You could just get your cleats cleaned and then they're actual your game worn cleats over this period of time, right? You train in them for like a couple of weeks. I just feel, and again, I don't there's know. A better way to do know. It. There's a better way to there's work. A, it seems to me there's an easy solve here. Yeah. The only reason that that backfires against you, and again, I know nothing, is that the two guys who brought this up were ex NFL players. So you think that they would also know. Yeah. But it also could be that. They have a separate sponsorship. Like the the model that they get to wear isn't the regular model of cleats that they wear. These are special edition, like, oh, you know, this manufacturer, like they paid for this model to be the one that goes out. So for this certain like exactly. It's like the promo one, right? If only we knew. We don't know any anybody, so we don't know about this. I once had uh chicken wings for lunch with uh Joe Theismann, as close as I got to a pro. Did he? Didn't he throw a ball to you? Did he throw a ball to you? Uh, no, some idiot kid got the ball muddy, and I didn't <laughs> want to give him a buddy a muddy ball because he couldn't catch the ball when I tossed it to him to warm up. I didn't want to give him a muddy ball. Didn't you eat a ghost pepper that day too? It's <laughs> a Carolina Reaper. It's a spicy one. You were crying the rest of the day. Well, because I wanted to look tough in front of Joe Theismann because. He was talking about he loves hot wings, hot foods. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I can take all the spice in the world. And some jerk across the room comes over with the hottest pepper known to man. 
And I was like, I can't back down now. I gotta eat it. I ate two of them though. Why didn't stop at the first one. Didn't stop at the first one just to show, you know, I was I was committed to that bit. But yeah, that burned. Oh, that burned. I remember you walking. But I didn't room. let Joe see me cry. No, you didn't let him see you cry for hours. You avoided him till the end of the day. You asked him to throw a ball to you. He didn't do it. And no, I didn't more. ask him. I didn't ask because I didn't want to embarrass myself with a muddy ball walking up to him. Anyway. Anyway, let's stick within division. Do you have anything else to say about the Cardinals? I don't. DeAndre Hopkins promised he was going to save some people's fantasy teams. He did not. He's on my team. Did he save it? Did he save your team? I did win the week. I need a miracle this week. Was it to make in spite of him, though? No, I already had it locked up before his game. Your team's not already week, in playoffs? No, I'm on the bubble. How many teams make the playoffs? Four? Four. This is a 10-team league. Uh, week. So I can, I'm can. i in fifth place. But I need a miracle. I, mm-hmm. We won't get into it because nobody, nobody in the world cares about my fantasy football team. Nobody cares about anybody else's fantasy football team no. other than their own. That's the problem with fantasy anyone... football is you can't share it with anybody because nobody cares. I heard a cool thing, though, about fantasy football is joint teams. So, hey, like, did I tell you this? I think I told you this. I think I told you this. No, no, I think I sent you the thing and then you saw it. No, I heard it from my other friends. Yeah, because you don't read anything I send you. Yeah, because I'm too busy talking to the other friends. Let's squabble off the air. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, if you get a bunch of people involved, like your team is a team decision, then you'll all care. But again, nobody outside your team will give a shit still. Like you can't go to the workplace and start talking about your fantasy football team. But yeah, nobody gives anyway, a shit. I'm on the bubble. Let's talk about some of those bubble teams in the let's, NFL. But first of all, let's stick within division one and then let's get to the bubble teams. Because then we kind of got a nice wrap up of the NFC West. But I did like your segue, but then I just totally blew it apart with my own segue, which I would which I, I'm in charge here. Right? Is that I, how it works? So. I think it's you, know you versus me. That is who's Do you get four timeouts and I get three? Is that what it works? Do we, do we each get three? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Debo Sam, the 49ers who looked really good this weekend. Um, even with um Purdy throwing the ball. So the main story I think here is obviously it's it's Purdy. That Garoppolo hasn't thrown a touchdown pass over 25, 25 air yards this entire year. Purdy threw two on Sunday. So he's slinging it down the field. But I think, again, you could also talk about McCaffrey drastically changing the running game of this team because they've gotten 68 yards per game better. You mean the receiving game? There. He, was a better, he was a better receiver than anybody on the Bucks. Well, then, no, for the Bucks stink. But, yeah, but they have good receivers. About the most important thing that happened in this game, Debo Samuel knocking over a cameraman and then Allen Iverson stepping over top of him. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Allen Iverson, one of my top three favorite basketball players all time. I loved the move. However, it was a bit of a dick move. And yeah, because he's that a camera karma? guy. Is that oh, karma? Because now he's hurt. Now Not he's from that play. He's a camera guy. He didn't need to step over the camera guy. Like, no, the camera I mean, guy can't it get away. Great. It looked great. On I noticed it right away, and I'm shocked that someone didn't say something on the air. I also noticed it right away because that's just the way we, the stupid things we look for. That's what we look for. That's why yeah. we're watching the games. Now, yeah. do you think he did it? Because he stepped over him with like a certain charisma. 
oh, he, he was the same mentality as Iverson. Like, you, yeah, he like just he scored. Did. But here's he the thing. Not, Iverson he he did not need to step over him the way he did. He could have gone, like, you know, kind of around him, over his legs. But, like, that full body step over, also the pause before to, like, look down. Look just down. Step over the yeah. guy to show I'm stepping over you. Yeah, and he high need it. Yeah, no, that he was got the, super like, high. It was a down. deliberate step over. Now, the what? difference between what he did and what Allen Iverson did is Allen Iverson stepped over Ty Lue, who he just who he scored crossed. over. Yeah. Whereas Debo did it against just a guy. A cameraman. He did it against a cameraman, which is shut out of shape. He scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that. He apologized today for it. Um, says he didn't know what he did until he saw the tape, but I call bullshit on that. Um, I don't know. You're in the zone. Like, I don't think he thought. I don't think he like analyzed it the same way we did. He just did it. You know, you're in the zone oh, sure. in the moment. You just did it. Like again, he's thinking this is just a like a you know a collateral damage. I agree, yeah. but at the same it's time, it's not like, like Devontae Adams shoved the cameraman out of the way. Yeah, that was way worse. Yeah, this way one was worse. just he was already down. Accidental with the little insult to injuries, all that happened there. Yeah, he's you know he was already down. What am I gonna not step over? Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get back over to that field. Now, <laughs> let's go to your segue. Let's talk about some bubble teams here. No, 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 no. We got more to talk about on this. Like you brought something up, and then you just want to segue out of it real quick. What did you like? Did you like the Tom Brady thing? Signing the other oh, team? Oh, yeah. Okay. Football off the yep. interception? That seems very out of character. But also, at the end of the day, I think we sometimes forget that Tom Brady is still like a kid football fan at heart. Like, they showed the footage of him walking through the um, the bowels of the, uh, the arena, taking photos morning, of his yeah. childhood favorite team right like all the little you know memorabilia stuff and all that right yep so yeah, i think no, so- he gets it like after the end of the game and it was his fault he took full responsibility for how poorly they played that game which is which is what a quarterback should do and he's the 100%. greatest quarterback of all time Take so notes, Zach Wilson. now screaming and hollering at your teammates on the side of the field maybe you have to take those because those guys hate your guts I mean, at the end of the game, you just take the blame. It kind of helps those guys keep their jobs. But so basically what happened was Dre Greenlaw um, from the 49ers intercepted Tom Brady, a rookie corner, and then after the game went up to him with the ball and asked Tom Brady to sign the ball. Brady did it. I like this move. Like, I like the move to ask him to do it. I could see it going the wrong way. If it was a close game and like an important game, which it kind of was an important game, but it wasn't close at all. Um, and I guess the way you ask, like the intonation in your voice and the, and like how you word it probably goes a long way here in getting a guy like that to sign your ball. So did you see the footage of after the game, all of the 49ers just drooling over Tom Brady, like Purdy saying, Oh, is that Tom Brady? Like everybody just like walking over, like shaking hands. Guys were getting their jerseys autographed by him. You know, they, he knew George Kittle by name. George Kittle felt so honored. Like it looked like on video. But yeah, the guy came up and like Doesn't everyone know George Kittle's name? No, I'm joking, but he didn't like, you know, he's playing against yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never met this guy. He didn't come across this guy, right? Um, and a lot of these other guys, rookie, was he a linebacker or cornerback? He's a the, corner. The, corner. the guy who got the uh football guy. He came up like a fanboy, right? Yep. He didn't come up like a cocky strut, like you know, like in your face, I caught this ball. Like he came up sincere and like, you know, like I'm a fan. Like, you know, I grew up a lot of these guys, they've watched 
Tom Brady their entire lives. They're 20 yeah. years old. Brady's been in the league over 20 years. Their entire lives they've watched this guy. They're fans, right? Oh, for sure. So I don't know. If, I think he's been he in the league it. 18 years. But, um, yeah, like they grew up knowing Tom Brady as the greatest of all time. So playing against him is probably a super wicked thing. Now, he could technically play for the 49ers next year. He could. I mean, I'm hearing rumors he might go back to the Pats. I don't see Belichick liking that. I see Belichick, no, we don't want it. And, But I could also see just Robert Kraft welcome him with open arms. They'll throw a parade in Boston. But it also could be just kind of like a retirement move, like I'm ending it here. I could you see know? I could see Belichick being like, all right, let's give this one more try. It's not working with the other guy. Yeah, but you bench him in the first five minutes, and that'd be, you know, the, it'd be Brady versus Belichick. Belichick's ruthless. He's not... You know how like the NBA but players do that farewell tour? But Brady's ruthless too. They're the yeah, same but, guy. You know how um you know how the NBA players do the farewell tour? Yeah. Football players don't really do that, but I could see Tom Brady kind of doing a thing like that. Like if he's if he doesn't retire in the offseason. Now hear me out. I can see him doing it with the 49ers because if they don't want to give Garoppolo a five year contract and they don't they have a team that's ready to win now and they don't want to hand it over to Dre, Trey Lance. They just give just Tom Brady wanted to go there to begin with. Yeah. So I could see him going Only to San Francisco. X factor in that. And again, this is way too soon to say it. What if Purdy pans out? Yeah. He's shown no reason why you can't just keep starting him so far. And again, it's been a game and a half. So yeah. again, it's not, we can't jump to too many conclusions here. But you know, I'd love to jump to conclusions. I live for <laughs> it. I live for it. <laughs> That's how we get by here. We say what we want to say, and then we forget about it next week, and we hope everyone forgets about it so we can talk about new things. Just a little thing to praise ourselves. I think yeah. we've actually been surprisingly right about a lot of things over the course of the season, which caught me off guard. Like, what the hell do we know about any of this, right? Well, I do know that if anyone's listened to one episode, they're not going to go back and listen to it again. No. So I don't as, think far, as far as I'm podcasts. concerned, we've been right about everything. Yeah. Now, let's be right about some more stuff. Let's talk bubble teams. Let's talk NFC playoffs first. Um, right now, Eagles twelve and one, they're in. Vikings ten and three, most likely in. 49ers nine and four. Buccaneers six and seven. That team will change because the Panthers and Falcons are both five and eight. Um, and one of those three teams has to make the playoffs because they're in the same division, and someone has to come out of that division. Uh, so they'll be the fourth seed. Right now, it is the Buccaneers, but I have a feeling it's going to be the Panthers instead of the Buccaneers. Sam Darnold's on fire. Yeah, it's it's possible. The way the Bucs are playing is not a team that looks like they're going to win. They're kind of doing something like the Raiders. They get one game in, then think, okay, they're turning it around. And then it's just abysmal performances after that again. Yeah, They're not throwing away games like the Raiders, but in terms of just winning to give you a little bit of hope that maybe this is the turning point because both teams should be better than they are. Oh yeah. And both teams are not. No, the Buccaneers should be way better. The Buccaneers should be nine and four. They yeah. Be the same as the 49ers. So then the Cowboys are 10 and three in fifth spot. Now the next three teams. So Eagles will make it because those are your four division leaders right now. Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Buccaneers. And then you have three wildcard teams because only one team, the Eagles will get a buy. So those right now, those other three teams are all from the NFC East. The Cowboys 10-3, Commanders 7-5-1, Giants 7-5-1. So they're going to start beating up on each other because I believe they all play each other again throughout the next 
four games left. Then you have on the bubble the Seahawks at seven and six, who just lost last Monday night, I believe. Or yeah, to your no, Carolina Panthers tonight to the Panthers. They lost Sunday afternoon to the Panthers. Um, to go to seven and six, knock them out of the playoffs for the time being. Um, and then you have the Lions at six and seven. And the Packers are still hanging around at five and eight. So if the Seahawks play Thursday night against the 49ers, you have to assume that the 49ers are going to win that game. No, it's in Seattle. Every time I assume this team's going to win the game, they don't. But yeah, I do think the 49ers do win. Their their offense is too good with anybody at quarterback, yeah. and their defense is too good against the other quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So, so if the Seahawks lose, they go to seven and seven, which then means that if the Lions win against the Jets this weekend, they will leapfrog the Seahawks and put then the Lions are just one game back of the Giants and the Commanders. Now, if I can make a request, who are going to beat up on each other? If I can make a request of the the listeners, go back to a bunch of the episodes and find the episode where we talked about the three win teams, which one's going to be the hottest. So, three wins or less teams. And we had the Bears and the Lions. We both kind of settled on. I think moving forward, the Lions will be the hottest team out of all of them. Yeah. That came to fruition. That was true. They're what, five and one in their last six games? Yeah, they're on fire right now. Yeah. So the way they're playing, they very well could be winning out or maybe one more loss or something. It's very possible. Yeah. They they finish them with 10 wins? Nine or 10 wins? I have them finishing with nine nine wins because 10 wins means they win out. I think that they – I think so they got the Jets this weekend – in New York, I think they win that game. They can win that game for sure. And then trying to bring up their schedule here. We go. They got the, the they play the Packers at the last game of the year. I know that. That'll be a huge game. So they got the Jets in New York, and then they got Carolina in Carolina, also a big game that they should win. Yeah. Then they got Chicago at home. That Which should be a win. win. And then it's Green Bay in Green Bay. That could be. That, like that theoretically, that could be with whichever team wins that game goes on in the playoffs. If you ask me right now, and this is very rare to say, I think I take the Lions making the playoffs over Green Bay. Now, I think it's going to be tough for either one to make it. Yeah, Green Bay is five and eight. Lions are six and seven. Yeah, I take the Lions over Green Bay to make the playoffs this year. Right now, the odds in favor would say that that if one of those teams were to make it, it would be the Lions. Now, if the Lions lose to New York or Carolina or Chicago and Green Bay wins out, then that January 8th game is for the playoffs, probably. You still need a lot of things to happen within the Commanders and Giants and um, Cowboys, but that could technically be a a massive circle for all Lions fans everywhere for that game. And it's in Green Bay. That's tough to go to Green Bay and win. But I think the Lions end up making the playoffs. With the schedule that's left, the Seahawks have aren't playing good football right now. The Giants, Commanders, Cowboys, and Eagles are all going to beat up on each other throughout the end of the season. We should uh, get our intern to pull up the bet stamp odds on the Lions making the playoffs right now. Well, I'm, I can tell you right now that our bet stamp game of the week, I have 
Lions, Jets, because you can find odds right now for the Lions to win by one if you are looking at Bet365, or you can go to Bet Odds and have the Jets win by one. That's the difference right now is nobody knows who's going to win this game. So it's all over the place at minus 101 for the Lions or minus 109 um, for the Jets. So like it is all over the place for that game to bet on. You make a lot of money on that game. Lots of money. Um, let's go to the I mean, AFC. I can, but a better better can. Yes, you won't I be agree. able to. Um, okay, no, AFC is a little. Um, a little more sad. Not really. No, it's a, a little more jumbled up, actually. But the because like the Buffalo Bills are ten and three, Kansas City Chiefs ten and three, Ravens so Chiefs win their division. Ravens ten and three. Yep, Chiefs will win their division. Um, Cincinnati, who's going to win that division? I think Cincinnati wins that division. I think Cincinnati also wins that division. But right now the Ravens, they're both nine and four. Ravens have yeah. the tiebreak because they beat them, right? Yeah, yeah. So and then it's Tennessee Titans seven and six, who I think have just Ooh, lost like three in a row. Three in a row. So that's not great for them, but there's well, no one. There's nobody's going to catch them in that division. Yeah, exactly. There's not really. There's the Jaguars are five and eight, but still you can kind of give it to the Titans yeah. to put it, pull it about back together. So right now, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans are the winners of those divisions. Bills get the bye, and then you have the Dolphins at eight and five, and then you have the Jets at seven and six. Those are the six and seventh teams that are in the playoff spots right now. Behind them on the bubble, Chargers. Patriots or Chargers seven and six, Patriots six and six, Jacksonville Jaguars five and eight, Raiders are technically still in at a five and eight, Browns technically five and eight, Steelers technically five and eight. So apparently the Bills aren't playing playoff level. They don't have a playoff level offense right now. <laughs> that I was, was one of my favorite. That was I was expecting you to just say okay. <laughs> you butchered that joke I did butcher it, you set me up perfectly for it and that was actually my favorite quote of a confident, that's one of those like Michael Jordan, and I took that personally moments, is when the reporter asked Josh Allen, didn't even ask me he said, well right now you guys don't look like you're an offense to win the Super Bowl, and Josh Allen just smiled and said, okay well yeah, it's not a question, it's his statement of his opinion yeah, and but still like, it's an irrelevant just, thing for him. Like, what? okay, sure, that's your opinion. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't I think it's a, care what you're saying. I think that's something that's going to drive Josh Allen to be better, though. Uh, yeah, I could. I, I I, don't think he needs that little motivation from that. I think that's just Everybody such a... Everybody uses it, though. Everyone uses it. Sure. But I Whether think it's, just, it it's an insignificant thing. I think for him, it's... And Miami losing this week had a had a big, play, uh, big part in it, but that division's tight still. There's not... It's super tight still. Yeah, so, like the, I, Miami could still win that division. Miami, could, they, yeah, two games behind, and I think that they played the Bills one. No, they just played them, right? No, they didn't play. They played them at the beginning of the season. They beat them. Miami won. Uh, they haven't played twice. Is it this weekend they play? Could be this week. Man, we should know this stuff before we go into these things. Why well, look at We're, last week's game? Yeah, they play. They play Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday so night, that's Bills Dolphins, huge game, game. of our week. Game of the that's week. probably the game of the week. Yeah, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, man. So this is the best part about December is now we got a game Thursday night. We have a game Saturday at ten a.m., Saturday at one thirty, Saturday at five fifteen p.m., and then your regular slate of Sunday games, and then you have a Monday night game. What was the thing you told me the other week about Amazon is introducing another Saturday game? 
Uh, they're gonna do a Friday game, Black Friday. Friday game, Black Friday game, Black Friday game. Um, okay, so let's talk about a team that could be spoiler for a lot of the teams we just talked about, and that is Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Our best call of preseason because we both love this team, and they could play potentially. So, first of all, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown an interception in five games. He's looking like a guy. And they face the Cowboys. That's a Cowboys need to win to keep that wild card spot. There's there's too many teams that are trying to get the get that spot. Then they play the Jets. The Jets need to win to keep that wild card spot. Because that one more loss, and then they're gonna give it up to the Chargers. And then they play the Texans. Nobody gives a shit. Texans stink. And then they play the Titans at the end of the season. Titans, like the Jackson Jaguars could actually, if they have some upsets here and win these, they could take over that Titans spot and the Titans could fall right out of the playoffs and Jacksonville could make the playoffs. For sure. That's a big ask though. Yeah, but that'd be, I feel like if you put like $10 on that, you could probably get good odds. You check out your bet stamp. I'll give you 10 bucks. Check out your bet stamp app. See where you can get the best odds for that. I'll transfer you 10 bucks right now. Put it on. And you put it on the Jaguars to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it'd win the division. The Titans stink right now. They do stink. That's like they this jacket. The jet- these Titans are who we thought they were. Yeah. If Derrick Henry doesn't do anything, nothing happens. And the, the Jaguars Titans game for the last game of the year could be as important as a potential Lions Packers game to get into the playoffs. Setting up for setting up for a good last week of the play of NFL regular season here. Yeah. If things go as planned. Okay, let's get to some let's talk quickly about three things. Um, and then we'll get into this week's upcoming games. Okay. Can I bring one up? Yeah. We've talked about it a lot with the Tua thing at the beginning of the season. We've mentioned it a little bit throughout. Does the NFL at all care about the safety of their players? You well, saw that clip of Nelson Aguilar. Screaming at the referees. Yeah, he's the only one that's catching this guy hurt, and he's not known for catching anything. And how is he the guy that catches this? (laughs) Devontae Parker is clearly rattled. He's got his bell rung. Woozy is all hell. And I got to keep saying things until you stop laughing so you can make a response. But he's the only guy trying to, like, he's, you know, demanding they stop the play. And look at this guy. And obviously, the refs, I don't know what the refs' instruction is about concussion protocols. Are they part of it? But there's a concussion guy there, apparently, that's supposed to be watching this. There's supposed to be a concussion guy at every NFL game that's supposed to look at these players, get up. And there's always a monitor on the guy carrying the ball, get up. And Devontae Parker, eyes, back of his head. For sure. Trying to stand up and, and they're trying to do a no huddle, so they're trying to go. It was a lineman that picked him up, right? Yeah, someone he didn't him get up. up. A lineman him, picked him up, put him in a spot, and then Nelson Aguilar had to start screaming at the referees yeah. to be like, "Stop the game! This guy is clearly concussed." So here's my conspiracy theory: he's not a quarterback. Sure. So they don't give a fuck. Sure. He's not a quarterback. We don't he's care. not a name. He's this, not a name guy. All we're trying to do. Just protect the quarterbacks. We don't give a shit. We're trying to put linebackers yeah. hitting themselves in the head. We don't give a shit about fullbacks trying to open up block and and holes in the in the linemen. 
Like, it's just a wide receiver. Who cares? There's eight of them on the team. Yeah, That's what well, my conspiracy theory is. Because he was well, out cold. He was out no, cold. No, he, he the, the cameras showed him. Like, he, he had to get another guy to pick him up. Yeah. He couldn't get up on his own, you know, will. Like, he's... Yeah. That's the thing of like protecting a player who's he's not in a position to protect himself at that point. He can't right. stand up. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't be in a football game if he can't stand up. I don't know why you needed to shit all over Nelson Aguilar there, though. I'm trying to make some jokes. You know, he's like, we can't talk too much football. I'm trying to get some jokes in here, you know? <laughs> my stand up career is not going too well. Nobody comes to my shows. <laughs> um, speaking of concussions, Russell Wilson died this weekend. It's over. Yeah. Did you, see, did you see him get smoked? I missed that one. Oh my god! Working all weekend, I barely caught anything. He got to it, like his brain hit the ground, and everybody on the field started screaming at the um, concussion guy. Concussion guys to to stop the game. Like he got, and then he was out for the rest of the game. But would you? Is there any reason they say he's feeling better now? But is there any reason to start him? You got Brett Rippin that would start in place of him. Why play Wilson? Like as a coach, you're probably going to get fired. Like Nathaniel Hackett's probably going to get fired after this year. So wouldn't it make more sense to just play with Rippon, maybe win two or three games, and maybe Try save your save job saying it's like it was actually Russell Wilson who stinks, not me? Yeah. I, I, it's also just like as a human humanitarian. The guy is hurt. You should let him rest for a week. Like, you're not playing for anything. Break. He's got he's getting his he's getting his paycheck. Yeah. It's not working out. Give him a rest. Take some heat off him. Let him like mentally regroup, gain some confidence or something. I don't know what it is. Like it's it hasn't worked out with him. I was actually surprised they put up that many points this weekend. Shocked, shocked. Yeah, absolutely shocked. But I mean, I feel like when they go into the dressing room tomorrow and they see Russell Wilson eating that subway foot long in the middle, like a dangerous, then dangerous. Let's ride. That'll be the end of him. Yeah, he's too cringy. He's gotten so cringy. You talked in the middle of my joke there. You son of a bitch. Micah Parsons says that Jalen Hurts isn't all that great, and it's the team that is making him look good. Is this just a defensive player in a divisional rivalry talking shit, or is that a legit comment? It's a divisional rivalry to try and bring down the – I agree. If if he was in the AFC, if he was in the AFC South and they never played him, he wouldn't even say anything. He doesn't give a shit. Wouldn't give a yeah. shit. Yeah, it's just him trying to. It's a divisional rivalry. That's all it is. It's all I think it is. It's gonna backfire. Jalen Hurts MVP this year. I think it's gonna backfire. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, it's a cocky move to add fuel to the fire, right? Like that camera, especially man. when they're like when they're the best team in the league. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why say anything? Yeah. Don't poke there. Okay, let's go. To, let's go to this weekend's games. I thought we had third three things. You had a third thing. That was four things we just talked about. I feel like a lot of them were interrelated. Anyway, okay. Weekend's that's, games. Well, that's how, that's how good hosting is done. You interrelate things. You keep it going. You when I try to do it, you kibosh me. That's why I talk to your jokes. And move. This is my show. I don't think it is your show. Isn't it our show? I <laughs> yeah, was told I, in the beginning it's our show. Who's you just name? do the intro because I'm never with it. <laughs> like whoever does the intro, that's whoever's show it is that week. I'm gonna try to do the intro again next week. Well, you hear just as when, when you know when the recording, the red light blinking, you know it just as much as I do. I just the one who starts talking first. I just have more courtesy. That's all. Courtesy's never gotten anyone anywhere. 
No, but the lack so of courtesy spiteful. also doesn't get me anywhere either. It's kind of it's damned just... if you do, damned if you don't. Anyway, the weekend's games. We went over the game of the week. Uh, always wanting to start with game of the week, uh, which is presented to us by BetStamp. Like always, BetStamp is your one-stop shop for line shopping, bet tracking, and sports betting odds. You would never just go with the first price if you were shopping for flights. So why settle for the first odds you find when betting? BetStamp changes that. The streamlined and easy-to-use app allows you to find a wide spectrum of odds for any bet. Then it makes it easy to track your bets in one place. You can set alerts in the case the line in case the line changes and learn what bets your friends and even some celebrity bettors are making. Bills in Buffalo, they are seven and a half point favorites. That seems I don't think they cover that. But also it's gonna be like very cold. What's the over under on the point spread there? Total points. 41, 41.5. 41.5. So like a 23 20 type game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be cold, possibly snow. Miami doesn't like it when it's cold. They don't they like have... when it's cold. Um, so I'd say I would go Buffalo, but I don't think it's going to be by more than seven and a half. No. This, but Miami's very good. Okay, so Thursday night, we got Seahawks 49ers. Now, all Lions fans are going to be watching this game. 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites in Seattle. I think the 49ers win. I yes. think Brock Purdy wins out the season. No, I think it's a little more. Ah, <laughs> it's, I, I got to look at their matchups. But I think it's possible. With that team, how well the every all the skill players are playing right now. Yeah, he doesn't have to do anything except give them the ball. Yet he did enough. He's In both games he's played, he's did done something too. Like I said, over over two touchdown passes of 25 or more air yards. Grab one for himself yet. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Saturday night games, the 10 a.m. game, Vikings, Colts. Meaningless for the, like, the Colts are going nowhere. Yeah, for the Colts. So Vikings, four and a half point favorites, probably, yeah, they win. Yeah. 130 game. Now, this is, this is West Coast time for all you people listening on the East Coast. You can find out your own goddamn times. We do not care over here on the West Coast. We do not care. I have stopped caring about your East Coast times. Don't care. 130 p.m. Browns, Ravens. Browns are three-point favorites in this game. Yeah, I can see that. Ravens have fallen apart. They're not I going. Think the, I think the Ravens still win. They got J.K. Dobbins back. They just run it down Browns' throats. It's gonna be a blue collar game. One of those like, like low scoring. That division, I find that di- the divisional matchups in that game, in that division, are usually the tightest, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just beat each other up. They don't care about playing just football. Beat each other up. Punches. Just beat each other. One time, I watched a guy take another guy's helmet and try and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then doesn't the, happen often. It, doesn't it happens happen. when it does. It's in that division. Uh, yeah. We just talked about Buffalo-Miami. That's the 5.15 p.m. game on Saturday night. So then Sunday, we got a big division game. Commanders versus Giants. This is one of those games where I said those two teams are going to be just beating up on each other to end the season. And one of them is going to fall out of wild card spot. This is the Commanders versus the Giants. Commanders are in Washington. It's in Washington. The Commanders are four-point favorites. That's that's 5.20 p.m. on Sunday night. That's the night game Sunday. That's a good that's a good night game. But last time they played, it was pretty boring. So they tied as well. They did tie. Now, what, what if we get tie a... again? Is it possible? Have you ever seen the team have two ties in a season? I haven't, no. But I was wondering what the tiebreaker would be for that then if they're moving. I guess it would be one and one, so whatever it normally is. Division, yeah. division record, probably. Does um, this game matter at all? This Bengals, game matters. 
Bengals, Bucks. No, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. Bengals, Bucks. Oh. As yeah, Bengals, the, Bengals, just, the Bengals need to win. Yeah, for them to win the division. But yeah, the Bengals need to win. The well, no, the game matters. It's huge. Both these teams. It's need huge, to win. but I mean, like, doesn't matter in the sense of do you think the Bucks have what it takes to compete with the Bengals who are hot right now? No. And the Bucks are just cold as ice. It's in Tampa. Bengals are four point favorites. But I mean, I feel like the Bengals should be ten point favorites. That's what I mean. Like, I think it's they're a little outclassed right now. The way that Tampa's playing. Yeah. I think the I mean Bengals are hot. Bengals are hot. Sure, for sure. And the Bucks are ice cold. Yeah. I think the Bucks gotta win this game. Ice cold, even though they've won like three of the last four or two of the yeah, three of the last four, but still they're not playing good football. They're just squeaking out wins. Yeah. Um I think Bengals win. I, I think Bengals win too. Yeah. Hopefully now, where does that put the other guys in the division? Well Falcons was... and Saints are playing each other. Falcons, so... Saints. Yeah, so that's also, like, Falcons need to win if they want to stay in contention with the Bucks. Yeah. And then Pittsburgh's playing Carolina. who Pittsburgh's kind of won a couple in the last few weeks. I don't think Pittsburgh's a threat to anybody, but they could definitely be a spoiler for some teams. Also, Kenny Pickett got hurt. So I don't know if Trubisky's playing or if Pick- Pickett's went playing this week. It's too early to tell. It's only two- Tuesday right now when we're recording this. Um, yeah. But right now, Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Panthers win, and I think – the Falcons win those games. Falcons also switched Marcus Mariota's out. Um, and they're starting Desmond Ritter. So it was inevitable. Yeah, for sure. So I mean the could go either way. Could go either way. But that does mean the Bucks Bengals game is important. I'm taking the Steelers though. I think the Steelers win that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Stay if they in the playoff hunt themselves. No, they are not in the playoff hunt. They're, <laughs> they're not out yet. They're not out. Uh, Bears, Eagles, that game doesn't really matter. Eagles will crush the Bears. It's over. Jaguars, Cowboys, huge game. My other question is this. Do you think the Eagles arrest starters at some point? Yeah, the last game of the year. Last game. Just the last game. Just the last game. They don't give a shit. They'll throw the game. They don't give it down. Yeah, they don't give a damn. As long as they get that first round by. Yeah, which I think they will. Nobody else is really looking as dominant as them and yeah, no. They Strength of schedule so. means something for them. They don't really have Dallas Cowboys. They play one time, I think. That's kind of their biggest threat. Yeah, I mean, unless the Vi- like the Vikings could take that number one spot from them, but they but they won't. Um, well, okay, Vikings have got... fallen apart a little bit. Yeah, Vikings. That's because they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Well, Jaguars, we Cowboys. Uh, Lions fans are also cheering for the Cowboys, or sorry, the Jaguars here. Yeah. Um, and I hope they win. Cowboys are five point favorites. Games in Jacksonville. Would love to see Jacksonville beat the Cowboys. Would love to see it. Um, yeah. Jets, Lions. Now, depending on again, like we said, a bet stamp. Depending on where you're looking, you can get different lines for the Lions Jets game. Whether it's minus one or, or yeah, it's a one point or two point swing. Okay. Um, Steelers, Panthers. We just talked about Chiefs, Texans. I got one game. for you. Does not matter. Yeah, go. Titans, Chargers. Yeah, for our go. Jaguars to make that division win, we need your Chargers to win. And I think your Chargers can beat the Titans for sure. I think for sure Chargers. they can beat them. Especially I think, in the fact, they do beat them. Yeah, it's in Los Angeles. Titans fans, I don't think, travel very well. So it might actually be LA fans, but yeah, actually in LA, which is odd to say, but hasn't happened lately. Um, 
our Monday night game. All they have to do is stop Derrick Henry, and the Chargers defense is pretty good up front. So, I think uh, I think the Chargers win as well. They're three point favorites. Our Monday night game. It's got the reigning NFL MVP and the current quarterback MVP of the second half of the last Thursday night game. The Rams <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers. That... I was digging. Uh-huh. I was digging. I was digging for something to, to come up with them, but there's it's nothing in... the same for the Rams. It's in Green Bay. Is in this Green an Bay. exciting game? No. Only because if I think the Rams scheduling. Win. I think when they were scheduling, these two it's teams not. looked a lot better on paper. Yeah. And now they're just both kind of busts. Garbage. And the Green Bay games are not exciting this year. No. The Rams, the game was exciting the last three minutes. So that's a lot of football to watch. Unexcited. Yeah. And it's in Green Bay. Like I, I it's tough it's to go. Be cold. Bay. It's gonna be very cold. It's gonna yeah. be very cold. But Baker did play in Cleveland for a while. So if, oh yeah. If Baker has a good game, do you think he's sticking around next year? I think he'll be on a team next year. Oh, on the Rams, I'm saying. Uh, he'll get signed. He'll be a backup somewhere for sure. He's not getting yeah, kicked he, out of the league. I mean, if if he does this well, the Rams could sign him. It just depends how much money he's going to want. So I don't think the Rams have it. And a team might sign them if he does well this rest of this year. A team might sign him and be like, "Hey, you have a chance to be a starter." Whereas in LA, I think Stafford's the starter. If he comes back, if, if he, he heals, heals up, if he heals up, right? He'll, yeah, that's true. He's got a lot of injuries. He's a tough kid, though. He is a tough guy, but eventually, like your body just shatters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Anything else you want to talk about this uh this week? Uh, it's not my call. It's your show. So what do you what do you want to finish off on? I think that as a Lions fan, we are rooting for the Seahawks Thursday night. We are rooting for the doesn't matter. We just need someone from the Giants Commanders to lose, um, and we're rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any that's AFC what, to beat any NFC. That's what we go for. That's now. what we go for. We're now. AFC fans. Always. Uh, All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will catch you on the opposite side of this weekend. Remember, there's football Thursday night, which is tonight. There is football Saturday, all day, Sunday, all day, and Monday night. We've gotten into the best part of the season where there's football four days a week. Enjoy. We will see you next week. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.